0: It was 8 a.m. when I left my house. I jumped on the bus. I put on some Cardi B in my headphones. And I made my way to his house. My friends kept on calling me on and off to say, This is a bad idea. I don't think you should do this. I chose to ignore all of that. I've got to his house, knocking on the door. No answer. I can see through the glass window, his figure and his six foot... Self. Looked again, still no answer. He's seen me and he's quickly like ran, like trying to, trying to get out before I've seen him. But it's too late, my friend. I've already seen you. So now I have to come in. Now it's, now it's compulsory that I see your face. I've knocked on the neighbour's door. Someone's come and answered the door. Hi, how are you? Oh, hi. Hi, how are you? Sorry, I was just wondering if I could, you know, come to your garden quickly. My boyfriend's sleeping and I've left my keys in his room. I really need them before I go to work. Oh, that's fine. His mum talks about you all the time. Oh, no. His mum is very close to the neighbours. Like, she's gonna know that I was in this house and she's gonna wonder why. Like, why? Anyways, I've gone in with the adrenaline. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just, push outside. I've now jumped over this fence, which is bigger than me, but I will conquer anything, hence why I jumped it. Got into his garden. Now, I've tried to open up his bedroom window, which is locked. Rats. So, I went through the back door. Or the door between the kitchen to get into his actual house. So I keep on putting my fingers under the door to get tears to come and bark. He just keeps on moving her away from the door, which is really starting to annoy me. He's done this about three or four times now, and I'm thinking, open the door. Like, if it was me and I was in my house, my dog kept on going towards the door, I'm going to have to see what's behind the door, because there must be something. Like, dogs are very smart animals. So, I've had to say, open the door, the door, the door, the door. And then... He did. Why are you in my house? Why are you not answering my calls? We we all have questions that need to be answered. (laughs) Let's get to it. From Vice and Brent, 2020, London Borough of Culture. This is Vent Documentaries. Young people from one London borough, telling you the stories we care about. This is Series 2, where we're talking about love. My name's Shelby, I'm turning 21, and this is a story about my life. Alright, so this one time I was at the club. Dancing, chilling, snapping. It was packed, the whole club was packed. And there was a boy looking at me, he was about six foot, dreadlocks. And I'm thinking, why is he looking at me? He came up and asked one of my friends if he was my boyfriend, and he said no. He was a bit cheeky, I found it a bit funny. We're dancing. We're near my friends, near his friends. And then we exchanged numbers and we left. There was two train stations. My friends thought that they knew the fastest way to get home. That turned out to be a lie. <laughs> because we were stuck until 6am in the morning, waiting for a train that never came. <laughs> The guy that I had spoken to had already gotten home. And he texted me the whole way and made sure I got home safe, which was lovely. The next day, everything happened pretty quickly. We'd been messaging all night. I told him that I was going to go Christmas shopping and he said that he wanted to tag along. So I thought, hey, why not? We met up about 12 I was walking around the shopping centre. I saw people I knew from school. It's a bit awkward, you know, when you're outside with someone they know, you know, everyone kind of knows. Hi, how are you? Oh, who's this? Just going Christmas shopping. So we finished the Christmas shopping. I was able to get what I needed for my mum, my sister. Then he asked me, what am I doing after this? We can go out to eat somewhere in my area or we can go cinema or something. We can just decide on with that. I mean, yeah, why not? So we're in route to his area, and he gets a call to ask him if he could stop at the hospital, because his sister had just given birth and she needed a few things. So he asked me if I'd be OK with that, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll wait outside. So we got to the hospital now, and we're at the pregnancy ward. He's gone in to give his sister the stuff that she's needed, the food, the juices, and... I'm assuming that she's asked, you know, he's outside because now he's brought me inside. I've met his sister. His sister was really welcoming, really lovely, just happy to see me, I'm saying to him, like, make sure you don't mess this up. But in my head, I'm thinking, hmm, what's there to mess up? Because, you know, we haven't really started anything. But it was really nice. to feel like his sister was so accepting of me. After this, we've gone back to his house, where I have met his mum. So, basically, we went from dancing to meeting the whole family. Then we started dating, and I was in full-time education, studying musical theatre, and he was playing basketball. I'd usually see him... Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, just towards the weekend. I went on a family holiday to Turkey. We'd been staying for about five months. Said to him, you know, I'm gonna be back in a week. Don't miss me too much. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I won't, I won't. And he was not lying. Things just felt different. Usually he'd FaceTime me. Always on Snapchat, posting me on Snapchat, calling me. And he just wasn't doing what he'd usually do. So I could feel something was off. I don't like to put things off. If you can do it now, why do it later? doesn't make any sense to allow, you know, the issues to marinate. This is not food. It's not chicken. We're not cooking. I came back from holiday ready to, you know, speak to him and talk to him. It wasn't getting worse, but he continued being the same. He wasn't really up for the talking. If you take the T away from trust, it is just rust. And that's what we started to do. He's not really speaking to me. His phone's on do not disturb. And I just want to have a conversation. So I guess... I'm going to have to go to his house. Gone to his house now. Knocking on the door. He's not opening the door. He's seen me and he's quickly, like, ran, like, trying to... So, you know, got to break in. Sorry, I was just wondering if I could, you know, come to your garden quickly. He said, yeah. I said, great. I've jumped over. Done that. Open the door. And I've broken in. Why are you in my house? Why are you not answering my calls? We've, we all have questions that need to be answered. What's changed? What is going on? Do you still want to be in this relationship? And he said, Yeah, he still wants to be in this relationship. He just wants to take time for himself. Mate, I just came back off holiday. You had a whole week, love. What more time do you need? Not that I knew he wasn't telling the truth. But to an extent, he wasn't, because deep down, he didn't want to be in the relationship. Whatever was keeping him in it wasn't, you know, love or, I don't know, more to do with being scared or ashamed or embarrassed or or whatever it was. But if he was just honest, the situation could have gone a lot easier. He didn't want to admit it until about two, three weeks down the line. That relationship happened when I was 18, and I feel like a big thing that I realised is that I didn't actually know my worth. The fact that I even needed to break into his house, as funny as it may sound, I didn't need to do that. I got myself out of character because of this male. And it's not something that he made me do because I honestly did it 100% by myself. But I really knew my worth and I knew what I bring to the table, like I know now. I wouldn't have been breaking into nobody's house. <laughs> no. 2019. August. Carnival. I was with my friends, we're walking down the road, drinking our alcohol and just enjoying the vibes. When I see the most handsome guy. And the eye contact was like, Vroom. you know, I was there. At this point, I thought, you know, ladies' choice. Walked up to him, how are you, mate? <laughs> Not really. I asked him how he was, where he was from, and asked him for his number. A couple months later, I went to my friend's graduation parties. I was so excited to see them graduate. Me and my friend were literally about to leave. She's gotten into her cab home, and I'm about to book my cab. And then my phone's on 2%. Walk towards the train station. It's packed, and the police are patrolling it. Like, what am I going to do? I'm starting to get worried. And I'm walking down the road now, trying to call my mum, trying to call someone, asking them to just pick me a cab and just let me know their licence pay. This car literally pulls up right beside me. And I see my friend that I went to school with, so I'm thinking, oh my God, thank God, I'm actually saved and I don't have to jump on someone's back to get home. And then I look in the front of the passengers, because he's with someone, and it's the guy that I like from Carnival. So I'm like, okay, wow. So they're like, oh, like, why are you even here? I'm like, I'm stranded. They're like, well, we'll drop you home, it's fine. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're driving around now and they're asking me, what do you have much to do today? Like, are you free or are you busy? And I'm like, I mean, I can hang out with you guys for a bit. I mean, you guys did save my life, you know what I mean? Could have just been at the train station, just standing there doing nothing right now. We can chill. We've gone down this long road. That's got like penthouses, 12 bedroom houses. It's just beautiful. It's like real inspiration. So we've all just got out, and we're walking and talking. Just talking about life, really. A couple months after that, again, there was another party that came up, and he was there. And this is when we had a serious conversation about life and the world. And that's when things got deep. I'm still seeing this guy. Things are going well. And I think they are genuinely going well because we are taking our time. I wouldn't ever rush any relationships now because I feel like you really need to think about what type of person you're letting into your life. Like you really need to know them before you give them that type of title or that privilege. Oh yeah, I am really happy where I am at the moment. I am. <laughs> Thank you for listening to VENT Documentaries. I'm Shelby. VENT Documentaries are produced by Jess Lawson and Arlie Adlington, with help from Amelia Gill and Mawid Majid. Our music is from WMP Studios. VENT is a collaboration between VICE and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture.